Our next movie is named Blue Velvet, and already this movie has caused a firestorm around the country, with some advanced reviews calling it a masterpiece and others calling it sick and depraved, and still others calling it a sick, depraved masterpiece. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. Let's discuss David Lynch. What you are about to hear is deeply disturbing. We've met before, haven't we? Where was it you think we met? At your house, don't you remember? No, no, I don't. As a matter of fact, I'm there right now. What do you mean, you're where? At your house. Call me. I told you I was here. <laughs> Give me back my phone. So here's a pro tip. Don't include a David Lynch film on your first date with someone. I made that mistake with Blue Velvet, even though it went on to be one of my all-time favorite movies. From the mind of David Lynch comes a modern-day masterpiece. It takes a special point of view to understand and enjoy your average Lynch production, whether it be the films, the TV shows, the music, or the art. But with all the weird and wonderful things he brings to the table, I think the music gets overlooked. So that's what this episode's about.
groovy, jazzy, ethereal, jarring, flat-out weird. The canon of Lynch-related music is rich with tension, darkness, and ambience, whether it's lush orchestration, smooth jazz, electronic music, dream pop, early rock and roll. If it's a David Lynch production, it's worth a listen. Through the years And I still can see Blue velvet through my tears She wore blue velvet But in my heart there'll always be Precious and warm a memory through the years, and I still can see blue velvet through my doesn't mean he writes everything. A lot of these songs are going to be covers or things that he chose for particular scenes. And he always had a knack for getting a nice gem out there. He has 10 great movies that are under his belt, countless other projects, including the Twin Peaks television series. And this guy's always busy, even though he hadn't put a movie out in a little while. He's worked with Julie Cruz and Duran Duran, Interpol, Trent Reznor, 
But David Lynch's movies and his music just wouldn't be the same without Angelo Badalamenti. His ethereal and foreboding compositions, his ability to work with someone as abstract as David Lynch, pretty amazing. He's also collaborated with acts like Anthrax, James, and Marianne Faithful. And he and Lynch have been partners since Blue Velvet. I once read that David Lynch would give him direction on the kind of music he wanted in a particular scene by telling Angelo things like, think of two giant blocks of styrofoam floating in a sea of tar, or something like that. And Angelo would produce an orchestral masterpiece that would suit Lynch's imagination. So I'm not going to get into every film, and this is no means a thorough overview, it's sort of a mixtape. In 77, Lynch released the cult classic Eraserhead, and from that twisted surrealistic tale comes this first iconic song, In Heaven. In Heaven has been covered by everybody from the Pixies, Devo, Bauhaus, Miranda Sex Garden, Modest Mouse. About 1980, he put out an excellent film called Elephant Man and Dune, which still stands up as a great sci-fi film. And you get to see Sting acting like a, a dick, even without Stuart Copeland around. I will kill him! <laughs> Who is the little one? A pet, perhaps? Will she deserve my special attentions? So all of these first three movies kind of led to Blue Velvet, in my opinion. That's when Lynch arrived. And the soundtrack includes doses of orchestration, Julie Cruz's first appearance in his work, and deep cuts from the 50s.
important part is Lynch gave us this memorable scene where he used Roy Orbison's in dreams. Ron, I want you to meet a friend of mine. Hey Raymond, you get enough beer for Ben too. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pabst Blue Ribbon! A candy-colored clown they call the Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep, everything is all right I close my eyes Then I drift away Into the magic night I softly say haven't seen Blue Velvet, you might want to look up this scene on YouTube, In Dreams from Blue Velvet. And this twisted scene began a resurgence in Roy Orbison's career. It would eventually go to the Traveling Wilburys, his own Cinemax special, Grammys, induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Baby, you better run me back to the hotel. You got me hotter in Georgia asphalt. Now, Wild at Heart was released in 1990, and it's a weaker film, but it did introduce us to Chris Isaac. Roy Orbison was dead by then, and Chris Isaac does a hell of a job with his own kind of mournful Orbison-like songs. Both Wicked Game and Blue Spanish Sky are standouts in this movie.
of Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern's bad acting. But not long after Wild at Heart came Twin Peaks, and I can recall a bunch of us friends getting together with every new episode because there'd never been anything like it on TV. And regardless of your opinion on the strengths and weaknesses of the show, the music was right on time. Angelo and Lynch come up with some of the coolest stuff in their career.
Aside from Blue Velvet, my second favorite film of his is Fire Walk With Me. It's like an extension of the TV show, and it's got a great soundtrack. Across most of the work I've discussed so far is the involvement of Miss Julie Cruz. To date she's released four solo albums, very dreamy, reverb, drenched, haunting, kind of like mood pieces. start to believe if I were to bleed In sky the man chains his hands held high Cruise me young Cruise me babe A blonde and leaf beyond, beyond, beyond released his darkest film, that was 97, and again he employed Badalamante for the heavy lifting and sprinkled some choice tracks by various artists who were clamoring to be part of the soundtrack. David Bowie, Trent Reznor, Lou Reed, Marilyn Manson all made the cut.
But this album's less successful in my opinion because there are just too many songs and most of them are only about three minutes. He had an uncharacteristically normal movie called The Straight Story, and the sound of track to that came out on Wyndham Hill Records, so enough said. In 2001, David made what some would say is his best film. I don't say that, but Badalamente was nominated for awards for the American Film Institute and the British Academy of Film and Television Arts for his work on the film, which was Mulholland Drive. Inland Empire is a more interesting film than its soundtrack, but David's also put out a few solo albums worth mentioning. He had an EP called Ghost of Love, two other albums, Crazy Clown Time and The Big Dream. <laughs> Oh, 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 
Both of them are comprised of material like Pink Room from the Twin Peaks soundtrack. David's also collaborated with Danger Mouse, Sparkle Horse, Christabel. Jocelyn Montgomery called Lux Vixens in 
It was medieval music of St. Hildegard. It sounds better than the way I'm describing it. So dig in if this music sparked your imagination. My favorites come from the Twin Peaks projects. But David has taken us on more than a few wild rides, and the soundtracks to all those excursions is half the fun. But there's something about David where he's in the scene with you and it feels comfortable and it feels good.
This has been produced by Donnie Shattuck. Diane, 11.30 a.m., February 24th, entering the town of Twin Peaks. 